Welcome to the Do More Good podcast. You're listening to the Do More Good podcast. The Do More Good podcast. Uh, welcome to Do More Good podcast. Do more good. Do good, do more. Do more good podcast. Do more good podcast. That's what you want me to say. Yeah. You're okay. listening to the Do More Good podcast. This is the Spotlight series. Shorter episodes on the big issues. You can find more at domoregood.uk and get in touch if you'd like to feature. All right, James, here we are for another podcast episode. It's the Do More Good podcast. We're back for another Spotlight episode tonight. How are you doing? Very well. Very well, Kenneth. How about you? Yeah, I'm very good. I noticed we've both made a bit of an effort today, haven't we? I, I know. Both of us. We have, co- we have collars on. Yeah, that's unheard of. Where have you been today? Court? Uh, <laughs> in my living room. I'm just trying to clash with my curtains behind as much as I possibly can. <laughs> so I thought I'd go for a, yeah, a bit of a tartan design. Although when I woke up this morning, walked walk downstairs, my daughter said, are you, are you pretending to be a lumberjack today, Dad? She's only oh, nine. Nice. And I was like, nice. not quite. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for the, oh. uh, I'll take that as a compliment. But yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. All fine. I went to my, my uh, an in-person event today. So I was in the room with people today, which um, what was all a bit, yeah. That's the, probably the first one for a while. I'm trying to think of another one that I've been to. I, I can't really. So yeah, no, it was good. It was good to actually see people face to face. Yeah. Some people that you already knew or were you networking no. with new people or how, all, what was it? All new. It was um, a sort of leadership conference thing. So lots of young, aspiring leaders in the sector. Yeah. All keen to make their mark. So, and you. Yeah. And, and poor, yeah, the, the poor people were lumbered with me. Yeah. Talking to them. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's their careers finished, to be honest. So, look, we've got a good episode tonight. We're really excited for this one, actually, because it's been in the pipeline for a little while. We've got... Um, we're joined by two guests today. One of our guests who actually featured on the podcast back in 2020, which I couldn't remember if it was a face-to-face podcast I, it or was, not. It was a face-to-face podcast. It, it was the, the last one. It was the, the last, last one, one before lockdown. Before yeah. lockdown. So that just shows you how far. Um, but before we get into them talking about it, we're going to talk a little bit about mentoring and about our guests and what what they've done in that in that space over the last year. But I wanted to ask you, James, just in regards to side hustles, side projects that you've maybe explored. You got any uh, interesting stories from from your days? Well, we've talked. We've I think we've talked about it before on the show. I can't remember which episode. You'd have to you'd have to look back through. But James's jolly newspaper was the the red top of Alderwood Primary Playground. Um, I remember spending far too much time over one weekend developing a website for a video editing, I don't know, thing that never really took off past that weekend. My wife insists that she invented the Kindle. And I I, I debated over whether saying this, but obviously I'm going to say I did some catwalk modelling for Tony and Guy. But this one, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. I believe it or not. And uh, the the Do More Good podcast is my my love. You know, that's, that's the side hustle that's taken off. So Four subscribers now. How about you? When you're not lumberjacking, uh, <laughs> you must entrepreneurial spirit of yours must have been turned to some. Well, I don't know. I mean, the, the podcast, I guess we could call a side hustle. I can't believe we've been doing this for like nearly three and a half years now, which is just crazy when you think about it. But um, when I was younger, like most, we, we, me and my friends decided to get together. We were about nine or 10, I think, at the time and thought, how can we make some additional pocket money? You know, that pound a week wasn't really going that far. Um, in those days so we wanted to try and you know get a little bit more cash in the door so we decided to start a car washing business 
you know, printed some flyers, used some clip art that we had on our Pentium P90 computer or whatever it was at the time. No, you had a Pentium P90? A Pentium oh P90. I know, wow. this is going back a few years. Printed off some flyers, posted them round, went and knocked on the doors of all of our friends, you know, and we, we got a couple. We got a couple of early clients. We, uh, you know, we got in, I think, six, seven pounds in our first week. So we were, we were balling. Um, but then we thought we'd go bigger the next week. So we stretched to the next street, knocked on a friend's um, house. His dad said, go on, then you can do my car. To which my friend, <laughs> well, the guy I was doing it with, proceeded to drop his sponge on the floor and then decided to still wash the car with the same sponge. Um, so let's just say that he wasn't uh, that successful and the car proceeded to have scratches all down the side of it. So, um, yeah, I wasn't that successful. But no, oh. side hustles are certainly um, been a bit of a buzzword. Uh, and go on. Well, I was going to say, had you saved the seven pounds in order to pay for the scratches to be touched up? <laughs> no. It's all no. gone in the sweet shop. That, that had all gone in the sweet shop. But look, <sighs> anyway, look, let's let's jump on. Um, we've got two great guests. We want to talk to them about Femme Mentored. Now, if you haven't come across Femme Mentored, it was created as a space for women from the social impact sector to learn from each other and to share challenges and experiences exploring big issues and everyday challenges such as handling overwhelm, diversity and leadership. So we're pleased to welcome Louise and Rebecca to talk to us more about it. How are you both? Great. Really good. Yeah. (laughs) Overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) We've we've captured them at this time. We were just talking before we we started recording that we've got quite a lot on. I think, Rebecca, you're you're busy working at an event tonight and Louise has got a spaghetti bolognese on 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 the go so she's ready to jump into that but look let's jump into Femme Mentored. Louise we'll come to you tell us a bit about Femme Mentored what's it stand for what is it? Yeah thank you um, and, and thank you for the intro and exciting and James at some point should we exchange notes about being Tony and Guy models yes. on the catwalk and oh we should. we should we should cool so I guess back to Femme Mentored we'll, we'll deal with the hair later um, yeah it was I, I guess exactly what what you said um, around the introduction it was born out of a, a kind of a, a chance encounter with with me mentoring um, a wonderful woman called Cam who I met as part of I wish I thought of that um, and she was one of the speakers and we assigned her a mentor and we had an amazing journey and at the end of it we sort of said oh does this have to end like surely this is great and it just kind of made us think about there's clearly a gap in, in the marketing sector because I spend a, quite a lot of time speaking to lots of amazing women in and around the sector but no one's really talking about mentoring and I think at that point mentoring felt fairly old-fashioned and it was quite formal and it was you know applying for a mentor like sort of having a really really I guess structure to, to how that would would happen so kind of surely there are more opportunities of women in and around the forward space to come together but how do we make it more accessible and maybe slightly more informal like actually um, how do we sort of reduce those barriers and and maybe digital and tech might be a way to to help so solve those things so sort of coming into it it was around a community of women coming together and just started like pitching it to people and kind of did a bit of a survey to friends to people that we know in the sector to find out if it was something that people were interested in and actually we were pretty overwhelmed with like, over 100 women like filled in our survey like oh god yeah please yeah all of these things so it, it was like oh okay right people do want it so that that's how it started gosh 2019 sort of beginning well tail end actually of of 2019 which feels like a lifetime ago but really actually isn't that long ago 
for a digital based service that connects people and offers them a relationship however they however it sounds like however they want to to structure it Rebecca that sounds like a pretty spot-on time to be launching yeah absolutely and I think I suppose we're then perfectly set up for the pandemic and what that brought with it um, and actually throughout have been able to have some really you know, open um, and valuable conversations over the last 18 months or so with our members. Um, and I think that actually being at home, being um, away from colleagues, something like Fermented was was needed even more so than, than when we first set it up. So it's been a it's been a real journey so far. Yeah. So I just want to delve into a little bit more, Louise, you talked about and, and look at the, the the crux of the idea why you two got together and decided that that, that that you needed to make this happen what roles have mentors played in your careers up to now and and did that contribute to why you wanted to to give this back to to the sector and to, to women more generally yeah and we were we were actually discussing this earlier around the sort of almost the the lack of mentoring in a, a capacity where I guess people were taking responsibility for what you know what value a mentor could add to your your sort of development as an individual but also professionally right you know we've we've all had line managers we've all been in organizations where you've had structures but it's never been necessarily about you and your interests it's very much been under the guise of sort of that pure professional space actually in your capacity in your role how are we supporting you to develop here rather than being able to have a slightly more broader and rounded conversation about you as an individual how do you unlock your own potential what are the barriers and I guess the biggest barrier we seem to have uncovered is ourselves you know get out of your own way like that seems to be the biggest thing that keeps coming back and back again that the the person standing in front of you is you with you, you know, you're not having the confidence in your own abilities or you're not having a, a sort of voice or a trusted connection with someone like a mentor who could help you see sort of, you know, what your your true potential is. So like personally, I've never actually had any sort of formal mentoring and, and it was only sort of having these broader conversations that we realise Oh, like the many opportunities over the years in our careers where we might have actually really benefited from that in, in some way or another. That's that's my personal experience. And Rebecca, you know, obviously we were talking a bit about that as well. Mm. Yeah. And I suppose I have had formal mentors and mentees and informal mentors and mentees um, of varying levels of, of value add. Um, and as, as Lou said, I think we really had identified that there was still a need particularly for non-traditional mentoring models Um, and that's something that we wanted to do is create this space a safe space where members of the community could come together and on on two sides not feel judged and I think that's something that um, we've experienced ourselves but also from the women that we were talking to don't feel judged but equally don't feel on a pedestal and in a position that if you're you're taking on the role of a mentor that you've got all of the answers and that you're particularly senior something one of our kind of underlying values is that of authenticity um, and lived experience as well so we we felt really strongly that we've all got something to bring um all got something that someone someone else can learn from and something that we can teach or share so coming on to, to some of the things that Fermented has done aside from our informal monthly conversations that dig into kind of key themes that are impacting our our community at, at that time we've actually ended up delivering a pilot 
one-to-one -one mentoring program which was never our, our intention but has ended up being something that we were asked by the community to to launch and, and so we've we've done a pilot and hope that we'll be able to to do another program one of the things that we really wanted to highlight to that group was that you didn't have to have either been a mentor or a mentee in order to participate in that in that program um, and and coming back to what Lou was saying before about often us being being the barrier, us being the obstacle to us learning and developing and sharing. It's really interesting that actually some of the people who signed up for that programme in the end had to say, look, I, I actually don't have time. As a mentee, I actually don't have time to commit to this to this journey. And I think that's something that we're really aware of, that particularly in our sector, in our community, people are very, very time poor. Mm -hmm. um, so how can you create these networks, this community, these opportunities that don't require a lot of commitment and prep and the kind of formal structure perhaps that the other other programs require. So it sounds like you haven't been too prescriptive around what it is that that it has become and it's developed over the last couple of years. Lou you made a really good point at the very beginning of that around how you kind of released the idea and did a survey about it and then a hundred people came back and said yeah this is exactly what we're... how much of an idea how how kind of formed was the idea when you when you did that? Because I think that's a really good way of obviously that's that's the dream way of doing it, right? Make sure Nick Byrne talked about it in a previous episode. Make sure there's an audience for the thing before you develop the thing. Uh, it sounds like you did that. Yeah, absolutely. Like we had a sort of manifesto, and the reason we had a manifesto is we were like, do you know what? Let's submit a talk about this. There's we feel like there's something in this, and there's nothing like a milestone deadline looming across to force you to do stuff right so we used that as a catalyst for creating a manifesto creating some values and yeah we had a hypothesis we were like we think this is a problem statement in our sector you know we're women in this space but are we just you know the exceptions to to the rules you know exactly that James you know and, and you know what we do in our day in lives is around being user-centered you know using insights using evidence to kind of pave the way and do the right thing and so yeah it was sort of definitely a, a hypothesis and a manifesto and we had some we you know we've got five values that were at the heart of it but like Rebecca said we weren't sure how it would manifest itself we kind of just felt like it was it was a way to bring people together but we weren't really sure like in what guise what that might look like hence why we've ended up then developing some things that we hadn't planned for because we weren't sure of the the appetite so it was sort of yeah like you say sort of the audience was there and it was right for something and and interesting you know we never existed in the real world it has always been digital so we've never been restricted by it being about physical connections or or knowing people because so much of I you know me and Rebecca met at, at at IFC of course we did we sat on a panel together and we sort of you know network in the same circles but it relies you to be out there and going and you know not everyone is is going to have those opportunities not everyone is going to feel comfortable putting themselves out there and like speaking to strangers that they've never met and hoping that there might be a connection yeah mm. <clears throat> and I had a look um just before we joined to you know look through your social media channels and I mean I must admit I love the brand the brand just looks really amazing I don't know whoever designed that whether you both well did done, it Maria. well done <laughs> yeah. Maria give yeah. Maria the shout out she look it looks incredible and you know looked at some of your recent talks and one of your most recent ones I think was you were talking about parenthood you were talking about kind of balancing multiple projects you were talking about side hustles <laughs> reference our intro and, and what we were discussing there but I'm just wondering as, as two very se senior women in the sector you've held 
jobs at different organizations, you know, quite stressful jobs. How do you guys fit in a side hustle such as this <laughs> and actually give it the time and energy that it needs? Can you talk to us a, a little bit about that, Rebecca, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something that we've talked about a lot. And as you said, it was only last week that we had our most recent monthly conversation around the juggle um, and the struggle sometimes um, and how actually we we do balance and find time for things. And we had some incredible women from within the community sharing their stories. And actually, just going back to what Lewis, what we were just talking about, I think for us, Yes, we had this hypothesis and we had this um, idea, but we really strongly felt that it needed to be community led. And that's where we've taken it. And similarly, you'll see that in our content that we want to use the spaces to provide a platform for other women to get up on the virtual stage for five minutes and share their story. If they've never had the confidence or felt comfortable in in sharing that, we have these short lightning talks where we strongly encourage other people that, that aren't us to sort of, talk about their journey and their experiences and that doesn't have to be changing the world in a to, to a to a large scale but can be something really simple that they have implemented within their life or within their work that others from the community can learn from and so actually that com- uh, community-led vibe is something that I think we're really keen to lean into more as we progress because actually we also recognize that in order for this community to grow we need other members of the community to take things take things off our plate because otherwise we become the blocker that means that things don't happen um, at the at the pace that we would want to or that the com- community needs it to so and um, that's something that we're really aware of there are so many skills and tactics and tools that we can use as we know to juggle the, the multiple projects that we've got going on um, and I think again leaning into your community and 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 working really closely with those around you is is critical to that and I think Lou and I we now know how each other works and, and our strengths and um, the areas of focus and I'm sure you guys must have the same thing with with do more good as well that you just kind of have to make the time for it but also it's easy to make the time to an extent when it's something that you really care about and you know is 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 reaching a lot of people and having having a, a big impact I was talking just um with Lou earlier today to say there are a couple of projects that I'm I'm stepping away from because I know that my heart's not in it and I'm therefore just not giving it the time that it deserves and those things are um are at the detriment of other other projects like Femmental that I really want to make sure that I I give the time to so yeah I think one of the comments that we made was that we know that we kind of need to better harness our very limited time and energy um, because at the moment this still feels like a pilot initiative and we want to take it to the next level um, and, and be able to, to support and empower more women. Yeah, it's the same with me and the, and the hair modelling. My, my heart's just not <laughs> in it. It's not the lack of bookings, it's that my heart isn't in it. Um, you, you mentioned impact there. What, does, uh, what do you think it means to the, to the members? Do they, do they talk to you about that? You know? Yeah, I mean, we get feedback all the time and we, we like whilst we're pretty like constrained on our time what we do have is a lot of data and we have a really engaged community who like fill in our surveys they give us the data because that's the only thing that we're using to kind of prioritize um, what we're doing so the feedback we get is amazing and after every event me and Rebecca will either be on WhatsApp because we've definitely got to run straight to another meeting or something but you know the energy the comments you get as you're in in the sessions like it's we feed off that energy so yeah the feedback is you know it's it's 
quantitative and quantitative you know we get it in both guises and we use that and we use those voices and quotes in sort of our content you know it goes straight back around it okay well you said this was important so we have that we're obviously of the size with the community where we it's pretty engaged as a sort of um, group of of women. That's interesting because I mean I imagine what people are often desperately is that feedback tell us what you think tell us what you think how should I guess is it a kind of cultural thing that you guys react to the feedback and act upon it and therefore it then feeds more because they see it makes a difference yeah I think so and the interesting thing is as well that when we first launched I would say that every single face on the screen I would think oh okay that's someone that I've met from here and that's someone that Lou works with etc etc um, and gradually that network has has grown and expanded but it's great seeing every month we'll see regular faces as well as as, as new ones which is great but I think people uh, hopefully it's a testament of us being able to create that safe space that people feel that they can reach out to one or other of us and sometimes both of us to sort of make a suggestion or or put something forward I think when we talk about impact as well and um, aside from the sort of individual impact the the impact that we can have on people um, women as individuals I think one of the other things we've talked about is you know, when we talk about these referring recurring themes and there are women who are all saying I feel guilty about X, Y, and Z. This is a big conversation that we had on on Friday, the guilt of, in the context of parenthood, you know, how do you juggle your work and having these side hustles and volunteering and being part of a a trustee board, all of those things that you, you care about and hold dear to you, as well as being a partner or being a mother, how do you find that balance? And how do you <laughs> stop yourself from feeling guilty in all of those contexts? Because you should be, should be in inverted covers doing something else. And one of the conversations that we were having was, well, actually, if all of us are saying that we feel guilty and that we feel that we should be able to make time for this and not feel guilty about it, then how much more powerful is, is it when a collective of women can come together or a collective of people can come together and say, this is a theme, this, you know, this is something that we're experiencing across our sector um, and something needs to change. Um, and I think that there is real power in our community. And I hope that some of the themes that we're talking about, some of the, the major challenges that we're experiencing, um, that we as a, as a community can, can make a stand against them. And I see that e- even loosely on social media, but when there is... Um, a real sort of passion project or a real kind of theme that we we want to go after that we as a community will be well positioned to do that. It's, I mean, just hearing you talk about it, it just, it sounds amazing. You can tell the passion runs through both of you that you've you've managed to come across something, start an idea, send out a survey. And then before you know, it, you've got a bit of a movement going. I mean, you must be proud of, of what you've managed to kind of trigger off and I'm sure it's not you know you don't feel responsible for the change in in those people but just seeing the energy of of people to come together my, my my question comes down to scale right like it sounds like you've got onto something here and I'm sure you've discussed how do we scale this up have you considered kind of commercializing it in in any shape or or form or, or how you get it to that next level to you know, positively impact more women's lives who are maybe in a similar situation to, to you and your current members? Yeah, and we've discussed various models. And actually, one of the things we were talking about is should we find a mentor who has done something in a similar space around scaling movements, communities, mobilising them? You know, we've got on the one hand, do we turn this into sort of a charitable enterprise? And actually, we can sort of 
create funds, we can invest in different programs, or does it become sort of like a a co-opted membership model? Is is that something that we explore? You know, there are so many things that we are interested in. We're thinking about a virtual event for next year, and we'd love to be able to pay the speakers to potentially raise some money at the moment. It's small amount, you know, small sums, but me and Rebecca pay for the hosting of, of the website, which for the love of God, we cannot connect to our, our LinkedIn <laughs> thing, but we, we, we're trying, you know, it's just down the list of priorities. There are just little things along the way that if we're, we, we definitely have a few models in mind and we're just trying to think about what only we had time to think about (laughs) exactly exactly. basically we're like sort of our I I guess in our own way of sort of scaling this because we do think there is so much potential like you said it feels like this could be bigger it could be amplified you know we've done a little bit of global stuff we've had people from South Africa other sort of territories kind of join some of our conversations and put ourselves out there so the technology is there to connect us all you know yes we've got slack yes we've got twitter and we've got a dodgy link tree site that rebecca manages and a url what is next people like we have to take this tech to the next level <laughs> have you got a tiktok yet though that's the question oh. I, i'm not nobody wants to see that no no <laughs> This sounds like you, it's the embodiment of what you're trying to do. Like it's, it's so authentic that you guys laugh about the fact that, you know, you're struggling to get stuff done in an organisation which is talking about people struggling to get things done. Like that's, <laughs> I love that. That's great. It's, you know, it's, it's very honest. Where, where do you want to take it? Or does it, is it not up to you? Are you merely the shepherds for the community? Do you take it wherever they want it to go? Um, yeah, I think... Um as we've touched on really we do want to be led by the community and so some of the other things that we're talking about including you know, bringing people together for online festival um kind of digging into some of those themes a bit further we know that every time we meet on a monthly basis we run out of time and that there are so many conversations that we want to continue but when you're when you go out, out off into the world it's really hard to 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 keep that momentum going so we know that we haven't got enough time for that in our monthly sessions and so want to be able to dedicate more time to that through um, an online festival and that's something that has really come from uh, the community and hopefully something that that they will take on and and lead with us um, rather than it um, just being us that's responsible for it and similarly our, our mentoring program we've got loads of learnings from our first first stage and would love to do that again and both of those things are really very much led by the community and the community needs. I think on, on, on the other side, we feel really passionately about mentoring, as you can probably tell. Uh, and think there's a lot that can be done in certain spaces, particularly working with boards. Um, we've both recently joined um, trustee boards as women of colour. We know that the statistics of women and especially women of colour in, in the UK um, who sit on boards are really, really low, shockingly low. We hope that one, you know, one of the things that I think I'd like us to be able to do is, is support women who want to take that next step, whether it's within their career or joining boards. There's loads of obviously fantastic organisations getting on board and others who are, are doing great work in that space and working with some of them would be great. Um, we also, <laughs> um, the last area is also around reverse mentoring. And we've sort of got a work in progress 
I, I'm looking at some notes that we scribbled and I, it says a working prototype, but I think it really is a work in progress prototype of um, a reverse mentoring um, initiative that we'd love to explore as well. So really working to break down the barriers between trustee boards and staff teams and how actually there can be a huge disconnect between those two groups. How do you bring them closer together? How do you harness the skills and experience that both sides of the table have? So that's another kind of fun project that we'd love to to explore in the months to come as well. So a number of things. So actually scale isn't necessarily the thing that we've mm. talked about, but more kind of, again, being community led, but not necessarily something that we're saying, actually, yeah, let's, let's grow this and have global out, outlets or whatever. I think, I think for us, it's really about, again, keeping it an authentic safe space for the community that we're building yeah. um, and being able to, to provide um, opportunities for them rather than necessarily I mean Lou you might feel differently you might want world domination but I think so far we've talked <laughs> very much about what we can provide for for our existing our existing members yeah completely and I think with Rebecca's sort of experience working at Resource Alliance and I've worked with lots of like international organizations you, you meet lots of amazing women in different mm. territories they're having the same challenges in their mm. experiences just because their sector is in a slightly different space in terms of like maturity or what it is that they're trying to do. Um, and also particularly in the digital space, you know, I spend a lot of time in my day job talking about digital transformation and all of these things. So how do we sort of share skills and knowledges and connect people? You could potentially get access to some knowledge that doesn't have to go through a formal route of your organization. It could just be us connecting you with someone on our Slack channel because they do this in this country and they might be able to help you in this this guise. It sounds brilliant. If there's someone listening to it now that thinks, wow, this is what I've been waiting for, where where do they go to to sign up? What does that process look like? Uh, there's a few sniggers coming from the screen now. This is the question that they were hoping I wasn't going to ask. Uh, no, where, where would they go? Please go to Twitter. <laughs> because that is Don't go the to the website. <laughs> Please. For I'm love. hopeful that by the time, again, as, as Lee said, having those lines in the sand, like those flags in the sand, um, is really critical. So maybe if you tell us when you're going to air this, by that point, we'll have that as a marker to make sure that we've got our website up and running. Ooh, okay. We're doing that by Friday. We're going to edit that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you touched on there the uh, a bit earlier on about it was a kind of pilot mentoring scheme. Are you running that again? Are you looking for mentees, mentors? You know, come for the mentoring, stay for the stay for the support. Stay for the mentee. You know, like the cup of tea after. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's our hope. Um, we'd love to do it again in spring. Um, as we said, kind of building on some of the feedback that we've had so far. And again, just overwhelmed and, and blown away away by how open people have been to being a part of that and sharing and supporting others. And yeah, hopefully what we're building is, some, is, is something that does turn traditional mentoring models on their head connecting women and encouraging them to learn from people who they may not have otherwise connected with. I think going back to the original conversation, previously mentoring was very much looking for someone who was five stages ahead of you in your career and saying, okay, well, how do I get to your, your position? We're really encouraging our mentees to be open to learning from someone who maybe on LinkedIn doesn't look that senior, but actually has, has a whole load of experience. Mm. Um, and that might not be to do with career, but it might be life experience and, and other areas as well. 
Wow. Incredible. Look, we should probably start to wrap it up. I know we've, some of us have got places to go and people to see this evening, (laughs) so we won't want to keep you, you too long, but Rebecca, as we said at the start, we've had you on the podcast before. I like to think we know you pretty well by now, and I'm sure this is the same for you, Louise. I'm sure there's some other ideas that are coming down the track that you must have been thinking about. Is there anything that, in terms of your mind about the future, kind of the return of events? I mean, and we know your background is is in events, and you, you've done a lot of great work in that space, but is there anything in terms of trends that are coming up that you're like, Oh, that's going to be interesting to explore either in the next few months, years to come. I'm going to ask both of you, having worked in the in the space for a while. For me, I think the the shift towards movement building is is one of the biggest ones, and actually, people finding their voice in a digital. I think the shift to digital has really enabled people to do that. You see people, as we know, sometimes in a positive way, sometimes. Uh, in a negative way Mm. on Twitter saying things that they would absolutely never say in real life and I think um, the last 18 months that has really sort of ramped up and so I think I look forward to um, more people organizations challenging the status quo and I think that is something that we'll see a lot of is the kind of traditional models and that's giving fundraising Um, I think that that's going to change quite dramatically over the, the months to come. Interesting. What about you, Louise? Anything that comes to mind or any new ideas that you've got stirred away there? I'm trying to think, what can I say that I'm doing at work, but maybe not? Um, no, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, I guess similar echoes, right? I think there is one thing around like no going backwards. Like there's still content around, oh, you know, well, once we go back to how it was and it's kind of like, oh, no, <laughs> the world's changed, right? You know, we have to challenge ourselves, our sectors, our peers to stay curious, like so much of the world, the behaviours of people who engage with our sector, whether that's internally as a, a, a destination for a career, like we have so much to do around attracting talent and, and thinking about the interesting spotlights we can put on the sector to really mm-hmm. kind of showcase we, we've had our moment in in the light around how much people have relied on not-for-profits in, in the last 18 months and that, you know, we need to harness that energy and that sort of awareness to really think about the future of attracting new generations, which is why, like, me and Rebecca, like, you spoke about as seat holding senior positions doing this stuff, like, we, we're out there doing these things because I want the next... Lou, Lyon, Rebecca, to see people who look like them in these positions and think that could be me. Like, that's absolutely what we have to do. It's around injecting talent, attracting these things. So whatever we can do with these initiatives, leaning into movements, doing events that sort of attract different audiences um, to our sector as, as individuals would be would be absolutely amazing. And like you said, Rebecca, like challenging the the status quo, like what does it mean to engage with the brands in our sector? It doesn't mean the things it meant 10 years ago. It means something different. So how do we sort of challenge ourselves? And obviously I'm from a digital and, and tech agency, right? So all the time we're thinking, how do we break down the barriers? How do we use this to connect people to the amazing causes um, that, that we sort of work with and support? Um, sorry, I feel like I went on quite a large like rant there. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely fine. And I've just come across your website. It looks pretty good. What's 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 the problem with the website? I don't know how you found it, but well done. <laughs> <laughs> Femmentor.mailchimpsites.com. Maybe just need a, need a URL. Yeah. What we've, yeah got one. we've got the URL. Yeah. Oh, so we just need someone to James can sort that out for you. James, you can you can fire their 
URL to the website, can't you? We'll give it a go. We'll give yeah. It a go. If you yeah, can do that, that for us, then we'll do a column in James Jolly newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> showbiz. You have got yourselves a deal. That the showbiz column. Yeah. Showbiz yeah. column, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talking of showbiz, we should probably let Rebecca go. We haven't we haven't mentioned where you're calling in from, uh, but you're off to a BAFTA event this evening. I am. Yes, I am. Um, in my day job, it's not really a day job, but as as a, a day to day task, <laughs> um, I have an events consultancy. And yes, we are back in business. Nice. nice. Exciting. No rest of the wicked. Uh, Louise, your hair looks amazing. Could could uh, can you, uh, on place <laughs> on any red carpet there is that BAFTA. I've loved talking to you. Both. It's been amazing. I really look forward to seeing where you go with things. It's, it's fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Thanks um, for your support. No, yeah, no worries. You. We'll be sure to share it out there and get it out as on our minimal channels. And hopefully we can get <laughs> some people involved because, yeah, you're doing brilliant work. And just thank you for everything that you're both doing and wish you lots of luck with it. So if anyone wants to find both of you on Twitter, just give us a quick shout out for your handles or wherever they can get in touch with you. Yep. So on yeah. uh, Twitter, it's uh, at Fem Mentored, so F-M-E-N-R-T-O-R-E-D. Oh, my God, that felt like quite an <laughs> a, a intense spelling <laughs> test. But just search Fem Mentored, you'll find us. And then, or, or Rebecca Elkham or Lulai UK, just so people know that I'm based in the UK, because I appreciate it could appear global, but I am, you know, fixed abode. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Lovely to see you both. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Spotlight series from the Do More Good podcast. You can find our main episodes at domoregood.uk and we're on Twitter and Instagram at domoregoodpod. If you fancy featuring on Spotlight, then head to domoregood.uk forward slash spotlight and get in touch. We'll speak to you soon.